Welcome to the original Vegan Business Talk with myself, Shane Jeremy James, where I discuss life-changing business advice with vegan companies who are making a true difference in the world. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the next episode. And today, our guest is Stefan. And today, I got it right, didn't I? You you got it perfectly. Thanks. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I shouldn't... Man, I shouldn't even asked. I should have just been like perfect at the name. <laughs> now I'm going to let him pronounce his last name because this one is like can go in a few different directions. Yeah, that's true. So, so hi everyone. My name is Stefan Stegeman, and I'm Dutch. So it's kind of you know Dutchy <laughs> if you want to pronounce it right. <laughs> so it's Stefan Stegeman. That's a very interesting name, right? Like it's it it rolls, and I'm sure yes. how many people actually get it right. That are outside of your, outside of your of your country. Do a lot of people pronounce it wrong? I think German people might pronounce it right-ish, uh, but uh, other than that, I think everyone kind of you know forks up. <laughs> good, good. I'm glad. So I'm glad I, I let you do it. Then I don't feel bad now. If you would have said everybody got it right, I'd have been like, oh my god. <laughs> You're not alone. You're not alone. Totally. And he represents uh, a company called Shop Like You Give a Damn. Um, and also we're going to go into a little bit about another platform for vegan investors. So let's just start with your story. You know, how did you get started and and, and with what you're doing today? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, it's always a nice broad question. Um, let me dive into my, um, my vegan story. I think that makes most sense. Uh, so I, I was working at an educator, uh, educating people uh, who went to university and wanted to learn marketing, specifically digital marketing, uh, in in you know in in practice, not like in theory, but in practice. And I helped them do that, and that was very fun. But I got kind of fed up with, you know, always talking about how they should be doing it and not doing it myself. So I wanted to do something myself, right? Right. And I started this uh, company called Dabawala. It's not relevant for the. For, for vegans per se, but it was a company where we delivered uh, uh, healthy lunches uh, by bicycle in Amsterdam, because mm. I am based in Amsterdam. And uh, just this was something from a personal need. It, it arose. And uh, quite fast after we actually launched the company and had some traction, there were two very, very big and well-funded other companies. Uh, they came to the market. Uh, and they started competing with us. And in this in this process of this happening, and and we you know we getting kind of like kicked our asses kicked by these two other companies. Uh, I was on a holiday on a, on a vacation, and uh, I read a book about um, uh, the philosophy of food. And there was this line. It wasn't about veganism at all, but it, it, there was this line of this dude saying that vegetarians were like morons. Uh, because, and and I was like, <laughs> what? But I was a vegetarian at that point. And I was like, hey, why, why, why does this person say say this, right? He's not even a right. vegetarian himself. He eats everything. He was like, yeah, but like vegetarians, they eat a lot of cheese, drink a lot of milk, eat a lot of eggs. And with that, like animal suffering is more, the, 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 the like emissions are more, it's like the worst because animals are actually killed afterwards also. So you're actually a worse of a person if you're a vegetarian. All these people go sit on their high horse and be all cool about it, but they shouldn't. So he was like, or you eat everything, like even meat, but like a thumb, piece of thumb every week, once a week, or you become a vegan. And I was like, huh? what's a vegan? I didn't know what a vegan was. It's 25. Right. <laughs> and um, and I, I, I don't know. I just, I, it just blew my mind. I started reading about it more and more and more. And within two months, I kind of went cold turkey vegan. 
uh or cold cold tofu uh vegan yeah, <laughs> yeah right no pun intended eh? <laughs> yeah. and um and and with that and the company struggling i was like hey let's pivot this company into something that might actually work into a, a, a vegetarian vegan company that that's where, where it started but that didn't pan out but that was my first like entrepreneurial like, right right vegan entrepreneur entrepreneurship uh, from that, I started doing some other things. I started volunteering because, I mean, the, the company went bankrupt. The other two were funded 60 million and 200 million. I had my own bicycle. Wow. It was kind of skewed. And um, yeah, yeah, it's a little bit lopsided to compete against that. Yes, yes. Especially because I had an old bicycle. It's not even like electric. It's like super old. Right. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, so this whole thing, it left a hole. And it, it, I learned three things. I learned that I really liked working together with my co-founders, which is now my wife, Kim, and uh, my partner, Alex, uh, who is also a partner in Shop Like You. They both are co-founder. Uh, and we really like working together. But we also learned that if you want to do something right, you need to raise money. If you want to build an actual you know, big company, consumer-faced company, and that we really don't like, like the physical logistics of a company. We are nerds and we want to work behind a computer. So these things right. I took with me, uh, the, the, the company, you know, going bankrupt, leaving a hole. And I started doing, uh, started volunteering for the vegan challenge. It's like a, a 30 day challenge where they send emails to people uh, to, you know, it's kind of like Veganuary, but then Dutch. Um, okay. so I built that team from seven to 40 people, all volunteers, really cool. I learned a lot of people. I started organ organizing the vegan, the vegan games. It was like, very low key board game uh, events where a lot of people could come who were interested in veganism or were vegan and wanted to learn new people, but didn't like the potluck vibe because then, you know, it's an extra for thing going to a place and eat and sit in front of somebody who you don't know, like we are doing now and just talking yeah. about something. Um, and, and there's a lot of people, they don't like that. They're, they're kind of scared of it. So I was like, maybe just let's organize board game days where people can play a game and then like pretty casually get to know other vegans. And I did that for quite a while, for a few years. And I, I, you know, I got to know a lot of people, a lot of friends, um, couples came out of it. It was a pretty cool thing. And so my, my network grew. I started volunteering more for the, the Society for Veganism in the Netherlands. Um, it was all very fun. I learned a lot of stuff. And all this was like next to my day job, me educating people. And then right. uh, a year later, I, we wanted to go for a half a marathon, uh, me, Alex, this co-founder of mine and a friend of ours. And then we just, we were all like, we were hurt. We had a, a something with our legs. All, all three of us was super, I know it was very coincidental. And we were like, okay, let, let, let's just drink beer. That's fine. <laughs> we were drinking beer in Berlin. And then the idea came uh, for Shop Like Given came to me because I was complaining about it. Like it was so hard for a vegan man. It was 2017. To find right. clothing, not knowing there's leather on your jeans or wool in this, or I don't know, some like weird ass patch somewhere in your in your garments, or the 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 you know the 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 paint like the dye is not uh, being yeah. vegan. So many things to think. I mean, you need a freaking PhD to know. I didn't know anything about fashion at that point, but I was just frustrated. And Alice was like, "Maybe this is an idea. There's more vegan people in the world than only you know us." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah. that's the point." So fast forward um, a few months, we you know we started thinking about it. We launched our first um, launched our first like prototype of the website in 2018, one day before Kim and I got married. 
then a lot of stuff happened <laughs> yeah it was kind of intense it wasn't planned like that but you know how, how these things go um, yeah yeah then we 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 started talking to investors the long story but uh in in the end we we pivoted our business model to a marketplace and we launched in, on the 17th of april 2019 as the marketplace shop like you give a damn okay. and and i'm gonna and i'll try to wrap it up nicely with a bow for you so you, right, <laughs> this right. is kind of an intense story but there's two other projects that are going alongside of this because i also started i joined a international vegan entrepreneurs network it's it's actually called the vegan entrepreneurs network because i was looking for something like it couldn't find it and then in the end i did find something one little event in the netherlands and apparently that was a part of something larger and there was one dude who organized it i contacted him we hit it off we started doing it together and we grew the vegan entrepreneurs network in the netherlands to a, a, a network of over a thousand vegan entrepreneurs and investors it was really cool and i really needed some tech to back it up because it was like all it was on a meetup.com group it, it, i mean it didn't really work well right and then this vegan investor uh, reached out to me uh michiel van dersen maybe you know him maybe you don't uh, he's one of the og investors uh, in the world vegan investors um and he uh we were talking and he was in, initially just interested in getting to know each other and maybe talking about investing uh, in shop like you give a damn but then that wasn't his thing but then he was talking about this network he wanted to create, his, his platform um, to bring together uh, investors and um, and startups. And I was I th I thought I was interesting, but it, he was also like, yeah, and we want to have events on there, et cetera, right? And I was like, yeah, that's actually exactly what I'm looking for and what I want to build myself. But I right. want to do it like a voluntary project together with some people who want to do it for the cause. But he was like, no, I want to build a business around it like because i have a lot of deal flow all these vegan startups coming to me to me who want my money and you know I, I need to put them somewhere i have like a super big excel sheet spreadsheet and uh it, it's not working and and these startups need a place to find people like me because there's a lot of people like me but they don't yeah. know where they are it's really yeah, hard to for find sure and then you know we started I, I found somebody who could um help us build it so we we kind of banded together and started building that platform uh, and then COVID hit. And at that specific point, you had the company Feevolution, which was a vegan event uh, platform in London, where they kind of okay. organized for a thousand people, uh, really cool, very high end. They they really did well. They were like part of the, the, the OG vegan entrepreneurial group uh, in the world, I'd say. But their business was dead in the water because they did live events. They had nothing. But right. what they did was connect consumers and investors to startups and you know exactly what we were building so all you know one-on-one -on -one was like kind of it was it was three because we just we, we joined forces we, we, we took that whole company the whole network the whole brand everything we merged it with our platform and that became feevolution as it is now a marketplace where investors can find startups who are raising money and startups who can find investors who have money so um so yeah now at this point i right. just top a board uh, board member for uh, the Vegan Entrepreneurs Network, but I'm still a partner in Feevolution and still the co-founder and CEO of Shop Like Give a Damn. So that's my very short, not so. <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's amazing. Sorry. That, that's amazing. I, I love everything you're doing. So tell us a little more about, uh, tell us a little more about uh, 
um, the first company, the one that you you started. Tell us, go a little more in depth onto that one. Uh, shop like give them or the very first? Yeah, yeah, shop like that, yeah, that yeah. one. Yeah. So so basically, it's it's it, it all started. I mean, I have so many stories. We I think we need like a few podcasts for you now. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So. Uh, it started, like I said, it started with me being frustrated with me being, not being able to find any clothing. And to be honest, uh, we're now from that first point, we're going to be almost, it's, it's almost five years ago in April. Uh, and still to this day, it's really hard to find clothing for men. Um, there is, of course, there is stuff like there, there are jeans, there's yeah. shoes, there's, but not compared to what, you know, the women have looking at assortment and, and stuff, but, but, but. We have almost 20,000 vegan fashion items in our uh, marketplace at the moment. That's cool. Uh, we don't ship to Canada, unfortunately, but I mean, not yet. We will eventually, but um, we have a lot of stuff. Uh, we have a, we have over, uh, I think over 500 types of sneakers on our platform, for instance. We have a lot of cool stuff and we have been uh, growing since um, we launched in 2019 every every year. Um, and we are, you know, trying to basically make it as easy for anyone in the world as possible to make them more kinder in the, in the vegan choice by just being there and, and offering them very beautiful, nice items, shoes, uh, clothes, uh, cosmetics, makeup, homeware, even just in general, helping people to, you know, buy stuff that is affordable, looks good, and you don't have to compromise on, on your aesthetics for your ethics, right? That's that's important, and and that's what we've been building with the whole team, um, and yeah, we've we've it's it's been a blast. It's it's really fun to do. That's great. What's been one of your biggest challenges in that type of business? You have a few, of course. Um, <laughs> in it, as a marketplace, you um, you have this thing called network effects, where um, what you want is that when you have more cool brands, for instance, that they that they attract more customers. The more customers you get, the bigger brands you can attract, and the bigger the brands, the more customers you attract. That's like a, a network effect thing, and you you hope that it works like that. You have to solve right. that first. You have to get one of the two first. That's always uh, interesting. Uh, how how right, you, how right. you crack? And, that I, and I give you and I give you creds on that because I've always thought one of the hardest businesses to build is a two way marketplace because yeah. you're trying to get this side and this side. To come together and so i always but to me when someone gets it it can be super lucrative but i've always looked at that business model and been like you know it's a tough one but when you get it you get it right yeah yeah oh yeah 100 um and that would be the second challenge getting it <laughs> <laughs> because it's a, it's, a, it's i mean you need to like you need to stay alive and um especially yeah. in this economy uh, we've been able to raise between 2019 and 20 um 2022 we've raised a total of like 700,000 for a european company that's quite you know quite good it's not right. you know canadian or american but you know markets are much bigger in general there yeah um and we only have one language, right? In Europe, you have all these languages. So it's kind of hard to skill your business outside of your country. It takes a lot of, you know, work. Uh, but in any case, we, we raised this. But then, you know, Russia did their thing. And um, that kind of made the whole financial market crash. Nobody is spending money. So raising money for us also very hard. Uh, and that made it very, very interesting for us in a non not so positive way. 
because now we have to stay alive without being able to find any funds. So what do you do in, in, in such a situation? So it was easy, just raise more money and go forth because we will continue growing. And in the end, we will get it and we will be a profitable company. And every euro, dollar, whatever we make will be, you know, profit. It will, would be nice, but you have to get there. And yeah. what we are seeing now is we have been able to uh, pivot into a more slow burn, uh, you know, smaller team. We can sustain ourselves. It's, it's going to be fine. But we are seeing around us most of the companies aren't. We are seeing a lot of companies uh, already going bankrupt, struggling really hard. And that is sucky. Right. And, 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 and you are also seeing from the VC st uh, standpoint that they're, they've stopped investing in marketplaces like half a right. year ago, year ago, because they are also now understanding that marketplace, yes, it is a gold business model if you get it working, but getting it to work is basically impossible for most. Because you have to leverage those network effects and not a lot of people have the skill, the time and the money to actually get there. So, yeah, it's a hard, uh, it, that's a challenge. But I think we're, you know, we are a team that will be able to do it, but it will still cost us. Uh, we're hoping to reach break even this year. Uh, now we've uh, reduced our burn. We, we will probably reach it uh, at the end of this year. That's good. I mean, that's that that's good. a huge positive. You know, a lot of people don't understand that in a business when you're in that type of business. And of course, every industry and business is different. But when you can get that close and closer to a break, even, you know, that that is you're getting there. You know, you're getting there yeah. when you're when you're doing that. Right. And and I think, too, you know, do you why do you think those other companies went out of business? Is it because in the end, they were just not good operators. Like they literally didn't know where to cut their burn. They got investment. They spent it not wisely. They, you know, do you think it was just not good operators or do you think it was the actual market? It's it's hard to say, of course, but there's a lot of theories I can, you know, a lot of hypotheticals I can throw around. Yeah. Um, so for one, um, what is, it is hard, right? It's a really complicated business and you have to manage a lot of moving parts. You have to manage the finances. You have to move, manage the network effects of both sides. You have to yeah. have a good offering of brands. Uh, those brands, you know, you want you need to convince them to actually want to put put the time in to work with you. Um, and then you have the technical component, which or costs a lot of money or is very you know time consuming. Uh, and and then there's also you know how do you grow, and where do you grow as a marketplace? You don't have the 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 room the margins in your uh, commission structure to actually buy your way to you know a big being a big company without losing money on every transaction uh, you, you, right. you're, uh, on ad spend you can't get it low enough so you need to do it in different ways and you need to know how and you need to be really good about it and you need to know your shit and I think a lot of people who like fashion or who are you know very passionate about whatever they are passionate about. They are not that first in this type of, you know, growing a business. So it is for sure a skill. I I founded a lot of companies and they all failed. And I'm now 39, just turned, turned 39 last year in December. And I think I'm basically now, since like a few years, I have the tools to actually do something like this because it's so complex. Four years ago, I knew nothing about raising money. I grew up poor. I don't have any anyone with money in my family. I, I had to learn everything myself. I, I when right. I started raising, I had to literally think, who do I know who has a company who I can have a coffee with to ask, how did you do it? How did you raise? And that was my first conversation. And from there, everything spiraled in the right direction, fortunately. Um, what but, you know, what was the best piece of advice? What was the best piece of advice you got 
when you started to figure out how to raise money? Ah, oh, so many, so many. I I have a lot of people uh, around me. Um, I think that's. I think that's a thing. Maybe that's the the, the advice. I think it was. I don't know who said it. Uh, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Um, mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I actually always try to have everyone in the room has to be smarter than me. And right. I actually to do that. I am literally the least educated person in my company. I am like the, I don't want to compare myself with this person, but yeah, Gary Vaynerchuk said the same thing. Um, it was like, I would never be hired at my own company. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Me, I would never be hired. Um I just always make sure that my advisory board, uh, my my employees, uh, my investors, everybody has to be smarter than me so that they can bring something to the table that I don't know. And I have learned enough over the years to you know distinguish the the bullshit from the real gems, and uh, just keep on learning. And I think that's one of the most important um, things in life that you have to you know stay curious, have to be, be stay hungry for more knowledge because you make right. your decisions based on the knowledge set you have accumulated over the years right if you don't know anything about something you will make a different decision than when you know something about something and the more you learn the more informed you are and the more nuanced uh, you can think about things and the more you know the better you can navigate situations and by constantly feeding myself with all these brilliant minds i am increasingly making better decisions and 100% certain if i didn't have these people around me even in the last year we would have we would have not never made, made it uh because we've we've had to really navigate a lot of difficult situations and that would be my number one tip make sure that you have a lot of people around you who you trust uh or you know who you can make who, who you can make, make like you and them want to help you and yeah make sure that you know together you grow because if you think I am the smart person, I will do this because I know a lot, then you're going to fail probably because you don't know a lot. Nobody can because there's there's too much to know. Yeah. So yeah, that would be my one tip. I love that. I mean, I love that. It's just such an, you know, it's such an important tip for everybody, you know, and that's one of the secrets even of all, have I been successful from such a young age in business? And, you know, I look back, we were looking at some of my letters I wrote 20 years ago to some of my mentors, you know, these were 100 million billionaires. And I got in with, you know, not all, but all of them. I wrote hundreds of letters, that, but there was five that I got close with. And I ended up sitting on their boards and I ran a lot of their charities now and stuff. But when I got close with them, just sitting and starting to sit in those board meetings with all those people, you, you can't even explain what it taught me. Like, it's, it's just a different level, uh, just a different, different level, you know. And now I look back and, you know, see how much I appreciated and how much it, you know, really helped. And, you know, I really look at that stuff and, you know, obviously, you know, all the books behind me, I'm a firm, I'm a 100% firm believer that, you know, business in the end is just about a skill set. And the better you get at that skill set, the better you do and running your business in different areas. 100%, 100%. Yeah, totally agree. And I think that, you know, it's so, so I, I, you know, it's, it, I think that's a hard thing for small business owners, to be honest, because they get so passionate about their product or service and they get so they don't understand that. Okay. I got to step back and start learning how to do this properly. I got to learn how to leverage. I got to learn how to scale. I got to learn how to lead a team. I got to learn, you know, I mean, we could go on and on forever. Right on that. Yeah. I mean, I, that's the whole, like the, the, the weird thing, right? If you want to scale what you are doing, 
then you will have to leave what you love, basically. So because you, you yeah, have the whole uh, work on your business, work in your business, right? If you are like a, 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 a if you are a, cra a craftsman, if you are very good at something, you like doing that, continue doing that because that will go away if you want to scale it. Because then you'll have to work on your business and have other people do the business. And that means reading yeah. all those books that are standing behind you now, because you know it's a totally different skill set. Building a company is something different than being a good copywriter or being a good ad specialist or whatever you're doing and, and you know trying to accomplish in life. So yeah, totally agree. You you will need to learn a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. You know, and I think that I always say, you know, business is probably, I would say, one of the hardest things a person can ever do. Now, I'm not trying to demotivate everybody watching this, but it's because you do have to learn so many skill sets. You know, if you want to become a chef, you're just learning how to become a chef. But when you're doing a business, you are the chef, then you've got to understand the marketing, then you got to understand how to raise money, then you got to understand how to lead a team, then you got to understand leverage, then you got, you know, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's, I mean, the, the thing is with, I've, I've, I don't know why, but I was in a position to talk about, you know, failing and, uh, you know, in business on a big stage. And I ended up talking about, uh, the things you should not be doing to, you know, to prevent fa from failing, basically. Um, but one of the things I, I just, it came to me when I was working on the, that list of things you should be doing to not fail is people don't want to do all these things. I mean, people don't want to be successful if they want to do all these things. So in general, people don't want to be successful, right? They're just, mm -hmm. they want to be rich, sure, but they don't, don't want to do the work to get there. Uh, yeah. or whatever successful means to, to you or success can come in numerous ways but in general it's it's hard to get there and yeah, yeah. I, I agree with what you're saying yeah for sure it, yeah it is i think you know and such a you know uh, becoming so highly you know conscious of you know your decision making in a, in a day and i see that's a lack of skill set in a lot of business owners just push push forward push forward and i always step back and look at every decision that i'm making and say, okay, like, is this the right direction? And then, you know, we go through all our problems and challenges on every strategy. And a lot of times we don't even pull that strategy out then because as we go through the problems and challenges, we start to realize, holy shit, like this is going to cost us way much or we don't have the manpower or the time or like it's just, but if we wouldn't have done that, we would have never figured that out. We'd have been into that for six months, lost a ton of money and a ton of time, you know, along the way. When I started doing that, I could say I realized, like, honestly, there was one time I didn't do that. And then when I started doing it, that really started to take my my businesses to the, another level when I started to do that. Yeah, I can imagine. The magic, the magic stuff. Yeah, totally, totally. And it's the magic stuff that sitting down and doing attention to detail like that, that a lot of small business owners don't do. And then they don't understand why they don't get there because it's, that's the stuff we don't like to do. I'd rather be spitballing on podcasts with people all day if I could. It's a lot <laughs> yeah, funner. Fun. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot funner than sitting and crunching all the numbers and doing all the stuff, you know, by yourself on the computer for 13 hours where nobody can see you. You know what I mean, right? Uh, so tell us a little bit now about the a bit about the 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 investment platform. Yeah, sure, of course. So it's called Feevolution, uh, feevolution.com. It's a revolution with the fee, basically. Um, right. And um, well, we we like I said, we start. I think we started building just before COVID, so it was early 2020, and we launched in December 2020 uh, as a, like Feevolution 2.0, not the event uh, uh, business, but the the platform business. 
And uh, we launched with a, a public um, uh, pitch event, basically. We're, I think, I mean, don't pin me down on this one, but I think there was over 400 startups applied for funding. And we had a few investors who committed uh, a certain amount to actually invest in the winning pitch. And we selected, right. like, we had to go through all the pitches. And it was a lot of work. And uh, select uh, yeah, the best, I don't know, I don't, I don't know, it's long, it's two years ago, but uh, select the best five or best 10. And they would pitch publicly uh, and like hundreds of people watching. And it was very fun to do. And that was basically the kickstart that, that, that kickstarted us having a lot of deal flow in our platform. So a lot of startups right. with, with an open round and looking for investment. And uh, that uh, we had some launching investors there as well. It was really, really fun. We had, a, you know, all the household names were in there basically. And from that point on, we started doing more structurally, right? Uh, started to reaching out to startups. Hey, we have this platform, we have investors and starting reaching out to investors. So the thing is with our platform as a startup, you can upload your round for free. So you can actually raise money for free on feevolution.com, but you have also have some like upgrades, some, some subscriptions uh, that will help you, you know, gain some more, you know, that we feevolution will help you basically match with certain investors that, that probably fit your specific business very well. Uh, and right. we can even go a step further depending on the type of business you are. Um, and for the investors, uh, they, are, they can have an account, but they can, can't actually see any details. It's all anonymized unless they start paying for it. That's also a security thing, of course. You don't want to have uh, all the data from, from, from all the, all the like, really privacy-related data, like financials, et cetera, from all the startups on the internet for everyone right. to grab all the competitors to see. So that's why we uh, keep it anonymized uh, uh, until you pay, basically. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's what we do. And we, we match the investors with startups and that's going very well. That's cool. Um, do you find just, you know, being in the space around um, so many investors and looking at so many different businesses and seeing them, uh, and you hear this in the talk, just kind of in the industry right now, do you feel that a lot of investors have started to pull out a little more uh, and not as invest as much into the, the vegan space are a little more cautious now than they were maybe like five years ago or four years ago? Or do you? I think you can delete the words a little more. <laughs> <laughs> they are like, yeah, they yeah, almost, yeah, yeah, they, they <laughs> almost, uh, they almost stopped. I think, um, of course there, the people are, there's still money in the world, but a lot of people lost yeah. money. But of course, there's still a lot of money in the world uh, to be invested, but they are, uh, you know, cautious. And they what you're seeing now is they invest more in the uh, fairly early stage where they can get a nice chunk for a nice valuation or very specific niche, uh, precision fermentation, uh, cell ag, um, things like that. Um, right. But like the your, your typical brands, it's it's going to be hard for a brand to raise money at the moment. Um, I mean, Shop Life, Shop, Shop Life Give Them, of course, is a fashion company. Uh, so it's not really people don't tie it to veganism that, you know, so most, most vegan investors, they don't invest in fashion normally. Um, so we actually raised a lot of money outside of the vegan investor realm. Right. But even right. there, it's, it's hard. Um, and what I'm he hearing, I'm, I'm switching to Dutch now and then in my head. So what I'm hearing um, uh, uh, around me is that uh, VC in general is down 30, 40 percent. Um, wow, that uh, much. And yeah, but that's like only a number, you know, you never, it's yeah. probably worse. That was a few months ago. So it's probably going down and down now. So 
yeah, if you're raising now, you're going to have a hard time. You're going to bring your A game to, you know, if you're you're, you're going to be raising or you're going to have to bring your valuation way down and cry a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that, you know, and, and, and just some too, you know, there, it might not just be a right time for somebody to go into something right now, to be honest, you know, if you're at that, at, at that stage, you know, time, you know, business is so much about timing in so many different areas. Yes. Yes, you for know. sure. You know, and I think it, it, in, in times like these, and th that's one of the things just to circle back a, li a little bit to like giving people tips and, 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 and why some founders don't make it. And I think that's like confronting the harsh truth, a uh, truth that it's sometimes your business is like heading towards a cliff. You need to make a U-turn very fast, but deciding on when to make that U-turn and when to start firing people, for instance, which is the hardest thing to do in the world uh, and when to stop or, or, or basically start telling people that things aren't going as you hope they were going and that you're not leaning. Maybe this investment deal will go through. I don't know. And waiting for, it, for that, right? People wait too long. You need to point, pinpoint a date and say, all right, on this specific date, which will give me enough time to actually pivot into a lower burning and, you know, maybe even go like self-funded going into break even already because we're, you know, we're lowering our burn that will be possible or, to a point where I can sustain myself, maybe by doing something else on the side, maybe doing some freelance, um, whatever work, and you know, staying yeah. in the company. Uh, people need to put a date on it, like a D day, and they have to abide by that date. Because if you don't do it, you will just always wait for that next opportunity that might happen, and then it's too late. Then you're then you're having trouble. And most people don't do this because they don't know they need to do it because they think I'll think about it then, but you don't. Because you're stressed, you're hoping, you're grasping for straws, right? You're grasping for that last opportunity that might fall through. And I think that's very important. And that's especially important in this investment climate. Because we are talking now in a, uh, about a climate. We are in a climate where nobody is investing, basically. Not, not yeah. really. Not, not as like a few years ago, like you said, where people were throwing money. Yeah. One who said the word vegan or plant-based. Um, th that doesn't exist anymore. That world is gone for, for now. Um, so in order to survive, you have to go through that low burn and you have to get, you know, you have to do it yourself. And, and, and that means making the hard, hard decisions, con, you know, confronting the hard, hard truths, truths. That's a hard word for me. And, um, <laughs> you know, but, but continue to believe in your, in your, in your product, because it will get better. You just need to stay alive because the ones that stay alive through this period of time, those are the ones that are going to be the big ones because those are the ones that are going to be the only ones in, in, in a way. Hmm. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I am so with that last piece of advice is, is great. And I think a lot of times people don't look at that at all, right? Because they're like, okay, this year we're going to make a million. But sometimes it's like, okay, like everything's just not lining up. Timing in the market, investors, you know, everything. And you're just like, okay, we can just at least feed ourselves have a roof over our head, clothes in our our closet, and we can break even. Okay, we're in we're in good shape. We can keep doing this, you know. And that's just such good advice. And I think it, there's very few people that look at that type of advice, right? Because honestly, they don't want to admit that, right? They always want to be like, by 2023 at the end, we're gonna we have the million dollars, or we're gonna have you know the investor in this, but. You know, sometimes you got to come back and just check everything and look at the entire scope of things. And it's just not in the wheelhouse sometimes. That's true. That's true. It's it's hard, but it, it is essential. 
It is. And it's kind of really what you guys have done. You know, you guys have stepped back and looked at it all and said, hey, like we need to cut expenses here and we need to slow the burn. And if we can get close to a break even, we're in good shape. It's really what you guys have done. Yeah, totally true. Yeah. And, and, and it was hard. I mean, it's no fun at all. It's it's the worst in the world, actually. It, it really it gives you sleepless nights and, and um, you know, a lot of, you know, mental <laughs> challenges, they, they come with it. But yeah, you need to do it. it it's important. Yeah, because, you know, yeah. Father feels shitty, then don't exist. What's that? Say that again. I mean, I'd rather feel shitty and be alive as a company than, um, yeah. you know, feel shitty and not have a company. <laughs> yeah, it's true. hundred percent. Yeah. You know, one, one hundred percent. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Well, awesome. This has been a super good interview. Great, uh, great tips and stuff. And we got to go in a couple amazing directions. Um, so where can people find uh, you at? Because there's people from all over different countries that watch this and stuff. And so where can they find um, you at, uh, your companies at, uh, any social media, just anything like that? Right. Well, uh, Shop Like You Give a Damn is shoplikeyougivedam.com uh, or dot .nl if you're in the Netherlands, but it will auto direct. So that's fine. So shoplikeyougivedam.com. Fevolution is fevolution.com. You can find us there. And I'm on LinkedIn, uh, mostly. I'm uh I'm not really a, a social media guy anymore. Um, so uh, yeah, find me on LinkedIn. You're a LinkedIn guy now. <laughs> I'm now, yeah. I actually just one fun fact. I was such a social media nerd that I had at Stefan on Twitter early days. I was one of the first users. I just changed it because it wasn't symmetrical with me other my other handles. I was like, I want them to all be the same, and I just gave it away for nothing uh, in in like early. To, to, to 2008 or 2009 i think or even 2007 i don't know <laughs> it's, it's the worst <laughs> that's funny yeah well i twitter is an interesting platform now too with musk with yes. musk buying it so it'll be interesting if uh they're going to turn that platform around and and make a make a play you know so yeah. What do, what, what, do you, what do you think? What do you what do you what do you think? You think you think he's going to turn it around and it's going to become popular again? Like go, you know, really compete? I don't know. I think if you have something that's that uh, valuable, basically, in, in literally in money, but also in you know what it represents to a lot of people, a lot of communities, um, I think you it will sur resurface in a way for specific groups. Um, I hope so, at least uh, in a way that works for them. Uh, but you know, it 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 has changed for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure has. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for this great interview. And everybody, go follow him, connect with him on LinkedIn, and uh, go check out uh, their companies. Thanks a lot, bro. Thanks for having me, Shane. It was a great, great, great talk. Awesome. All right, everybody, take care. Till next time.